Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gabe Newell's Rosie Rupeyland, the podcast where we tell you about cheap and free games that you can play. I'm Maxi Satan, and joining me today is Ashley. How's it going, Ashley? It's going well. How are you? I am doing pretty all right. My PlayStation 4 has been acting up, so I'm hoping that that's not going to be, like, a big issue. Mm-hmm. I arranged to get a PS4 the day Dragon Quest XI comes out because I'm a broken human being. Yeah, yeah. It's a good game. Listen, I was just talking about bad game decisions I know I'm going to make in the future, so, like... Do tell. Well, I was saying how I will probably inevitably fall uh, to the demon that is the annual WWE game release, even though none of them are good, and this one looks particularly bad. <laughs> Listen, none of them are good, but you can make very goofy-looking wrestlers in them. The thing that, like, the reason why I get them is they have, like, a universe mode where you just kind of book shows, and there's just something very soothing about doing that and then just watching them all play out that, like, chills me out more than any other thing. <laughs> I can respect that. There's definitely... Games with simulation aspects can be very nice for uh, just chilling and seeing how stuff goes. So, a lot of news from the Nintendo Direct today, which is, I'm sure, going to be very topical when this episode actually goes up. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you can get us in on, like, the real shit, right? Legally can't. Oh. I would lose my job and then be very sued. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, wait, wait, hold on. So, so, how long have those NDAs been in place? Like, not with you, but, like, how long have NDAs for th- been, like, a thing at Nintendo? And how ironclad? For a very long time. Fuck. Does that mean Brian was lying to me about his uncle? Yeah, he was. Aw, oh, man. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to be the one that had to tell you this. Well, at least his other uncle was still Michael Jordan. Yeah. Presumably. Yeah. No, let's... Video games, Video though. Video games, though. <laughs> I'm... I, I heard that there's... Uh, Toadette, like, TFs into Peach now? I don't know what that's about, yeah. but... Uh, I guess somebody in the Super Mario Mines is just chasing their bliss because they had to work on Super Mario Brothers U, the remake this time, and they were like... Well, nobody's going to pay attention to what I put in here, right? Mm-hmm. Tell you what, though. I think video games might be good. I I think they might be good at the end of the day. Because we all know that video games are bad. Yes. And, like, but the thing is they might also be a little bit good from what I'm hearing. I mean, I have played some video games that are good. Few and far between, but occasionally... We haven't heard much about uh, Death Stranding in a while, have we? Yeah, I assume that they're still, like, just shoving babies into dudes. Yeah, they'll release it once they finally run out of babies. There's a big ol', just big old pile of them. Well, it's, you have to wait, like, about nine more months. <laughs> uh, I guess they, like, soft-confirmed Animal Crossing, that's cool. Yeah, they, like, it's they, like, we're working on it. Animal Crossing is one of those games where it's like, I want to get enthusiastic for it, but also, I've played most of the Animal Crossing games so far, and at this point I'm just like, I, I mean, yeah. 
it's a thing where like I'm very excited for people who are excited by it and like it being on the Switch may be enough for it to be like like oh I can carry this with me enough because like the last one I really got into was New Leaf and like the Wii U one was not as fun for me just because having to go back and like okay you, I can only do this here but now like I'm a college student yeah and like I can't I don't think Wii U I think it's just Wii like I can't be like here all the time like I was as a kid yeah that is something I've been noticing like playing a, a few games but like mostly Dragon Quest 11 because that's what I've been on as my grind my theory is not that you have less time as an adult because I've like gone over the numbers in my head and I don't think that's actually true the thing is as an adult you got more shit that's worth your time <laughs> Because, like, when I was a kid, it was like, well, are my friends available to hang out? I guess not. Not today. I guess I'll go home and play video games and do homework, and that's it. Yeah, basically, like, I... You have a car now, or at least stuff to go see and talk to other people. But, yeah, like, when you're a kid, it's just you're brought to your home, and it's like, well, guess I'm here now. <laughs> Being a kid, I don't think that's good at all. I think that sucks. Yeah. You know what's the... I've said this before. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast. You know what is the best thing about being an adult? What is it? If I'm, like, bored at a party or at Temple or something, I can just bail. I, Nobody's making me stay. I had that realization. Like, when I had that realization, it was like everything in my life changed at that point. It's like, if I, I could just leave. I can just, I'm not having fun here, and I could just go. It's incredible. Like, and not even, like, I have to call my parents and then wait, like, the 30 minutes to an hour for them to get here. I can just leave now. <laughs> you want to talk about some games? Let's talk about some games. I guess we've been doing that a, a bunch, but let's talk about some specific some games. Some cheap games. Four of them. Some cheap games. First off, let's hit Kuso, which is available on Itch for $5. I believe it's on Steam for the same amount. So, this is... I think the name comes from Kusoge, which is, like, Japanese. I think the literal translation is, like, shit game. Yeah. And it means things like, you know, I want to be the guy, Cat Mario, you know, games that are hard for the sake of being hard. I knew Kuso because of Pop Team Epic. Yeah. Which uh, frequently describes itself as a Kuso manga. So, yeah, I've mostly seen that used to refer to, like, games that get their difficulty through being deliberately and comically unfair. Like, I want to be the guy. This one isn't really that. This one's more sort of a meat boy. We're just like, here's some difficult platforming. But the thing is about meat boy is that it feels good to control and to play. Yeah, that is the popular consensus. So my, my big problem with this game is you feel really heavy. You do. And like, it, it doesn't even, it's not even necessarily like a thing where it makes the platforming way harder than it needs to be because... You know, the platforming is sort of built around you being heavy and having a low jump and the expectations involved with that, but it just doesn't feel good. Yeah, it... I wasn't really feeling this, and the thing is, I don't really like these games at all. Like, the, the only really one I've gone into is Celeste, and that's just, like, kind of... I really just, like, love the look of that game, and I like everything just around the hard platforming, so I just kind of get my throat through it. Now, what do you think about the look of this game, Ashley? Um, I love VVV. <laughs> now, 
what if I told you there was a game like VVV, VVV, but less colorful and a little bit worse in general? Well, I would say I'm not excited about that game. <laughs> okay. What if I told you it had, like, kind of... How do I even describe the soundtrack? Like, I'm trying to remember it in my head, and it's one of those things where it's like... I'm not sure if I'm remembering it right. I want to say almost, like, Industrial Vaporwave? It's somewhat like... I played a bit of it, like, just before we started recording, just to kind of, like, get it back in my head a bit. Mm -hmm. And, like, especially on, like, the first level, it's just... It's very... Chill anime beats. That's what I was looking for. Uh, okay. Uh, I was going to say that the first song in particular feels like it's comprised entirely out of Pokemon screams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can hear that. It. Yeah, it's just... I, I don't know if this game is that good. <laughs> no, it's... Which, I mean, it, it does call itself shit, so maybe we should have just seen this coming. Yeah, but, like, you know... Also, like, it's just, like, $5, though, is really... Oof. Yeah, like, when you said $5, I was very surprised. Yeah, I was kind of... I was I don't know, I was expecting a bit more to this one. And it didn't really deliver, unfortunately. And also, like, it's... If it is comparing itself to those, like, other games, like the... I want to be the guy and Cat Mario. Like one of the really interesting things about those is how it flips your expectations, and like takes these very established like, whether it be Mario tropes or stuff like Super Meat Boy tropes, and kind of flips them on their head and like throws curveballs at you that you have to learn over time. Mm -hmm. That's one of the really interesting things about them. And this game is just heavy. It's extremely by the numbers. Yes. Yeah, like, even in a more traditional platformer, I, you know, I expect to be surprised occasionally, and this one didn't really have anything that stood out to me at any point, in terms of the level design and whatnot. Any other thoughts on uh, Kuso? I, I don't really. I, I, I wish I had more good things to say about it. Yeah, that's just how it goes sometimes. I feel like this person, if like they if they keep working, they may they will eventually hit some good stuff. Yeah, I, I think really just you need to refine the core concept a bit, or just like figure out a core concept that has more to it. Mm -hmm. So that is Kuso. It is five dollars uh, on. <laughs> it's five dollars on Steam and Itch. Moving right along. Let's talk about Ultra Hat Dimension, which I believe is also $5 on itch. And I think this is a bit more reasonable yes. for what this game has to offer. For one thing, this game is cute as fuck. It is extremely cute. So the core concept is it's, you know, kind of like a traditional on tiles and moving about puzzle. You know that genre. Yeah. The on tiles them up. Basically, there are these... These things called spluffs, and... They kind of look like ghosts. Yeah, a little bit. or like They're like blocks with faces, like cylinders. Yeah. And for whatever reason, spluffs are all real rowdy. And, you know, they will punch you or punch each other if you get close to them. But they're all wearing hats, and they don't punch things wearing the same hat as them. So it starts out with 
fairly simple, like, okay, figure out the order you want to get these hats in so that they won't attack you so that you can navigate this room properly. Then it pretty quickly starts doing some interesting stuff like, oh, you can, you know, you can politely ask them to get out of the way if you're wearing the same hat, and then they'll go a few tiles in this direction. And then you're like, okay, now push them near each other so they'll start a fight, and while they're fighting, they'll be distracted so you can get by them. So that, I think, is pretty interesting. It's, you know, it's fundamentally just a block-pushing puzzle, but I haven't really seen any block-pushing puzzle that works like this before, so anything that puts a new spin on that is something that I can appreciate a lot. I, so, I never got to the hat part because I just got immediately frustrated with this game and quit, and I don't, I didn't like it that much. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Any particular reason? Uh, I just don't know. I just... When I kind of saw what the puzzle thing was, I'm like, oh, I just don't like this. (laughs) I do think it has maybe a slightly weak start because a lot of the early puzzles are just about, they're basically mazes in that you're trying to figure out, okay, what way do I need to go so that I can reach this certain square? How do I get, you know, punched about in a way that gets me to a certain location? And I don't think that's as interesting as what it starts getting into in the later levels with sort of figuring out how to manipulate enemies into fighting in certain orders or in certain particular areas so that you can proceed. Yeah, that sounds more interesting. I may kind of push myself through to get to that point. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just was kind of a weird, like, maybe I should have known because the game is called Hatch Right in the Name, but it just really seemed like those early levels it did not give me a good first impression yeah well I, okay it did not give me a good second impression because my first impression was this is cute as shit that's true it is it's, it's a cute game uh and then i think i told you that i got caught in a soft lock how does that even happen because there is a reset button in this game uh i also i guess i just didn't see the right reset button ah it's r okay yeah that makes sense Honestly, I'm surprised you weren't super into this one because you're a hat girl. You like hats. I, yeah, you, I do. You like at least one hat. I have a multitude of hats. I've been getting into hats lately. They're pretty good. I got I got some secondhand hats at like a this party slash buy some old clothes from me thing a few months back. It's like yeah, all right, this looks good. Uh yeah no yeah just re- I'm currently wearing my uh, tracer hats. Because I felt like I should wear a uh, snapback of a snapback lesbian. Mm-hmm. And I also am currently wearing my Tracer shirt. So, you know, really on brand, really, right now. I honestly had no idea you were into Tracer. I'm really, like, not. <laughs> it, it was more of a thing of that I, when Overwatch was coming out, people kept on pointing to me, like, do you look like Tracer? <laughs> hmm. I was like, yeah, yeah, I guess I kind of do. A little bit, maybe. Like, especially, like, when I had brown hair. Oh, yeah, you dyed it. Yes. Your hair isn't naturally pink. No. Which I, I have had multiple people tell me that they, like, they forget that, that my hair is just not naturally pink, because that's all they see me as. I mean, look, if anyone I know is an anime protagonist, it's probably Molly. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that would also make you a major anime character, so, you know. I'd be the anime sidekick. <laughs> You're standing by the sidelines going, Ugh, oh, I don't know if Molly can do it this time. Yeah, that, that's that's basically me all the time. 
on the plus side, you do get to marry a hot robot if that comparison holds true. So, God, I hope so. <laughs> All I want in life. But yeah, I just got to the point where I was just constantly getting punched into the wall. Mm-hmm. And I just got annoyed. <laughs> yeah, that's reasonable. I, again, I would definitely say if you buy this game, try and stick it out for the first batch of levels. I feel like that's a common puzzle game issue, like having kind of a weak start and then, you know, really getting going in the you know second or third batch of levels. Don't really remember much about the music. I think it was just like some you know, royalty-free loops and whatnot. Oh, yeah, like, it just seemed kind of, like... It wasn't, like, bad, per se. It just was there. Yeah, it didn't leave much of an impression, music-wise. Yeah, no, it it wasn't a detriment, but it wasn't, like, a plus. All that being said, I did enjoy this game, and I definitely want to uh, see a bit more of it. So I would feel comfortable recommending this, personally. Knowing where, apparently, it goes, I would probably be recommended that it... I'd probably recommend it, too. I'm also seeing that they do have a demo up, so you might want to give that a look, but also I'm not sure what kind of selection the demo levels have, so that might just be, like, the less interesting early levels rather than the World 2, World 3, and so on levels. Still, I would recommend giving it a look. That is Ultra Hat Dimension. It is on Itch for $5. All right, I think we have time for one more before we... Hmm... Yeah, let's hit one more before we go to the break. Okay. Let's talk about Night of the Full Moon on Android and presumably iOS for free. Yep. I got it on iOS. It was a dollar on iOS, actually. Oh, gosh. That, well, that's the Apple Premium, I suppose. Yes. So, Ashley, have you played, like, Slay the Spire at all? Uh, no. Okay. Let me think. Hmm. Ashley, have you played Hearthstone at all? Uh, I'm just going to stop here. I don't like card games. <laughs> oh. Oh, dear. You see, you kind of did a thing of you picked all the genres I don't like. Well, I said you could say if any of them were not, if you'd rather, like, pick anything else. Uh, that said, I did like this game. Oh, okay, great. Well, there's your endorsement. Even card game dislikers like this game. Cut and print. Next break. Yeah, put it go. put it on the iOS. <laughs> so this is honestly, I feel like this game is much better than it sounds like on paper. Oh, for sure. <laughs> because it is very much like, oh, what if we did a different take on Red Riding Hood? And the thing is, they don't go the obvious route, which is. Oh, what if Red Riding Hood were super edgy? Mm-hmm. Have you ever the Red Riding Hood movie? I assume you're not referring to Hoodwinked or Hoodwinked 2. No, I'm referring to the actual factual Red Riding Hood live-action movie that got made that was dramatic. Give me one second to look this up. <laughs> it's a Canadian romance horror film. Sure. Produced by Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm sorry? Yes. Pardonnez-moi? Also, the wolf is a werewolf. Well, obviously the wolf is a werewolf. Don't patronize me. Gary Oldman was in this? Yeah. I I believe, spoiler alert, he was the werewolf. Huh. Yeah. Produced by Jennifer Davison and Leonardo DiCaprio, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. It's very weird. 
I'm seeing that it does have a 29 on Metacritic, so that's... It's doing great. It came out the same week as Battle Los Angeles. Oh, I don't even know if I know what Battle Los Angeles is. Uh, Battle Los Angeles is a very bad sci-fi movie, but it does have my favorite line of any Roger Ebert review, uh-huh. which is that it's an insult to science fiction and the hyphen in between. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Anyway, I thought this game was very nice. Yeah, this game is cool. So, like I said, it doesn't really go for just dark, dark. It kind of reminds me of, like, who is the actual guy who did A Nightmare Before Christmas? Not Tim Burton. Henry oh, Selleck, I want to say. Yeah, Henry Selleck. It, it kind of reminds me of a Henry Selleck joint in that it has, like, the trappings of something kind of creepy and spooky, but not in such a way that it's sort of getting up its own ass about it, and it's still kind of whimsical at the it's same time. It's very whimsical and still can be kind of bright. Yeah. It's got a good look. It's fun. I didn't necessarily ever feel like I was being like super challenged by it, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Part of it is I think there are different classes with sort of their own challenge ratings, and t- I think to unlock additional classes is $1 per, which, honestly, I'm pretty fine with because, one, I do think that increases the replay value a bit, and two... This game stood out to me as a remarkably responsible phone game, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. It doesn't bombard you with ads. It doesn't bombard you with, like, a shit ton of microtransactions. It seemed to mostly just be, pay a dollar for this game if you're on iOS, and then otherwise, you know, if you want additional content, that's a buck. You know, this seems like it's a phone game that it has a a very good level of quality to it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I was surprised to hear voice acting and also voice acting that wasn't like bad yeah the voice acting was competent which is yes. more than i expect from a lot of phone releases even large ones like even like the beginning stuff of like you having to like battle this kid who like the whole thing it's card battles and we haven't i don't know if we actually said that <laughs> yeah you sort of collect different cards that let you do different attacks and you fight various enemies Mm-hmm. But something I liked is that like not all the enemies are just like you do fight like the the bats like and like wolves and shit like that. But like some of it is just like people who are worried for you. Yeah, one of the first characters you can fight is another kid who's like, "Hey, don't go out in the woods. It's dangerous out there. Please stay here. I don't want you to get hurt." Yeah, like my dad went in there and didn't come out. It gives you this kind of SMT undertale reminiscent thing with some of those battles too where they'll talk to you and you have a few different dialogue options like Mm -hmm. if you fight the gambler he'll offer a wager for you and you can be like yeah sure or no i'm good or you can tell him to give up gambling because like hey that's be responsible sir please yeah it's it's an interesting game it's got some good stuff going on it's an interesting game it's yeah it's got some good replayability and some like, just a kind of good aesthetic. Yeah, definitely. So, I would say, highly recommend Night of the Full Moon on Android and iOS. Give it a look. I foolishly just looked up Full Moon at first. Which is not... You, you won't find a game like that. I'm almost... Like, did you find something amusing, or...? No, it's just a bunch of, like, moon apps of, like, learn what, you know... Uh, cycle the moon is right now. 
Okay, sorry. Before we go to the break, I need to show you this very good PS4 dynamic theme I found the other day while I was looking at, like, themes for my PS4. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Uh, one of my friends has that. It's so good. Sorry, this is... This is actually slightly different from the one I found because I guess they updated it at some point. Oh, yeah. Or maybe they're they're two different versions. I don't know. But this is... Uh, we're looking at Happy Reggae Skeleton PS4 Dynamic Theme. Mm-hmm. And I like to imagine this is what Uncle Death or Admin from Deshare Zone was doing in high school. Yes, 100%. Just like a deeply embarrassing... You know, I guess if you're a skeleton, all rappers are white rappers, huh? Mm-hmm. This is this is reggae, not rap, but you know. Yeah, no, it's I, I get where you're coming from. That joke almost worked. Yeah, it, it it's like it just like lands right next to the target. It is fucking wild the kind of PS4 themes that there are. There's one which is this 2000s ass looking airbrushed cartoon nurse who sometimes winks at you. Uh, I currently have the Undertale dynamic theme, which is really great because I turn on my PS4 and then just cry. Aw. See, the the problem is that sounds good, and I'm looking for something terrible. Uh, I think the corn dynamic theme is still very good, uh, which is just shots of corn. <laughs> I did find a dynamic theme called Gamer at Work, which is just a picture of, like, a fake caution sign. And let me tell you, bees and wasps aside, because they got this aesthetic on lock, yellow and black are not a good thing to look at for extended periods of time, huh? No, they really aren't. Especially not taking up your entire TV screen. I'm just going to link you this corn theme. I'm sorry, I can't get over this, like, smooth jazz. Does it want me to fuck the corn? Listen, it's all about what you want to do. Do, do country girls make do with the dynamic corn theme? Yes, they do. The top comment on this is better go to corn hub, so there you go. Ah, uh, well, fuck. Podcast over. We're not going to make a joke that good. Yep. Might as well go to the advertisements. Yeah, let's let's go to the cornfield? Like that one episode of the Twilight Zone? Is that anything? Yeah, yeah, I'll say it is. <laughs> Hey folks, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I certainly enjoy putting this show on for you. I know that episodes have been coming out a bit less frequently lately. I kind of am juggling a few balls, trying to get an album out, high holidays hit, so that was its own thing, you know. But I am, you know, still doing this podcast, still intend to do this podcast, and I want to talk briefly about some ways that you can help out with that. One way is to subscribe to my Patreon at patreon.com slash GNRR. If you give at least $5 a month, you get access to our suite of bonus episodes, which are where we talk about games that are a bit too expensive for the normal podcast or games that we want to go in-depth on. Had one about the Sexy Brutale a while back. I've also done a couple on movies based on video games. We already put out the Super Mario Brothers movie one, and I'm currently... Putting off editing the Blood Rain one, but I will 
get to that as soon as possible. If you donate 10 or $20 a month, you can also get a short message read aloud on the podcast. So if you're interested in anything like that, feel free to hop on over to patreon.com slash GNRR. Throw us some money. That helps us buy the games because they are cheap, but they do add up. That pays for SoundCloud hosting fees, and it's just generally helpful. You can also help out me and my roommate Zach by listening to our music, commissioning us, buying our albums, whatever. You can find Zach's work at nltm.bandcamp.com, and you can commission them by getting in touch with them at nltm underscore on Twitter. Huge fan of their work. I really recommend taking a look. If you're interested in my work, some of it is posted to pastelhandgrenade.bandcamp.com, and the rest is on my Tumblr, MaxiSatanOfficial, under the My Music tag. If you're interested in commissioning me, you can either reach out to me via Tumblr or on Twitter, at MaxiSatan. If you are looking for a theme for a tabletop roleplay character, if you're looking for some music for your own indie game, if you're just looking to throw some money our way, help us out, let us commission other people in the great cycle of life, then that would, of course, be fantastic, and we would appreciate it a lot. Ashley, do you have any plugs? I just want to say, yeah, Maxie makes amazing music. She did make some music for uh, my tabletop character, uh, Jet Jones, and I still listen to it every so often. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm really glad that you guys ended up liking that. Uh, but you can find me at Yuri Librarian with an underscore on Twitter and a dash on Tumblr. Uh, you can find all, almost all the podcasts I'm on at uh, audioentry.com. Stuff like uh, Totally Reprise, where I, uh, me and a couple of friends look at every single episode of Totally Spies. We're getting near the end on that one. <laughs> it's the end of an era, really. That's going to be tragic. We're having to seriously talk about what we have to do afterwards. I mean... You're gonna do Martin Mystery, right? No. <laughs> no, we're not. It's just too much for you? Yeah, well, none of us have, like, nostalgia for that one. Which we think is kind of, like, an important part of this, is, like, how we, like, watched this show a lot as a kid and kind of how it affected us, basically. But, yeah, so that's a lot of fun. Uh, Transmission Radio, if you want an actual serious podcast... <laughs> We're talking about uh, transgender issues and uh, answer questions from people both trans and cis about uh, being trans. And uh, there's also our current role-playing game that we're streaming called Silver Pines, which happens every Saturday. And then also, I'm currently launching a new podcast called Trailing Behind with my good friend Dan, a.k.a. the Weed Lord Vegeta. Oh, the Weed Lord Vegeta. Yes. There's many Weed Lord Vegetas, but they are the one. So what's Trailing Behind about? Uh, Trailing Behind is a podcast where we review movie trailers and video game trailers. Hang on, I got a recommendation for you real quick. Yep. Give me one second. Actually, could I recommend a compare and contrast? Because the movie I'm thinking of, there were two versions of the trailer. If I can find the other version... Here we go. I, I will Here say the first, the first one we are doing is uh, Spider-Man 2, which we have found out that the train sequence is in none of the trailers. I mean, that's sort of good because it doesn't spoil one of the best parts of that movie, but it's also kind of fucked. Yes. And then the next one, this is going to be an exclusive for this podcast, 
is going to be a sucker punch. Because we really just decided to go, like, from one of, like, a good movie to, like, one of the worst. I feel like there's going to be some Zack Snyder fans who are all, oh, you thought the Sam Raimi movies were better than Sucker Punch? Does anybody like Sucker Punch, actually? I don't think I don't think Sucker Punch. I don't think like the Zack Snyder fans really came into into like the DC stuff. Mm-hmm. Although we are planning a Zack Snyder month, so get excited! Oh boy! But yeah, that's basically all the places you can find me, and also you can give money to me at Patreon.com/slash Ashley Lee Minor. Hey, Ashley's good, and you should give her your money. Thank you. I want to give a couple quick shout-outs to some other podcasts. First of all, my friends Sean and Mark run a Lupin the Third rewatch podcast called Lupin Lottery. Great stuff. I w- I'm never sure whether to call it Lupin or Lupin Lottery. I guess it would be Lupin because we're all American gaijin yeah. fucks or whatever. But yeah, Lupin Lottery. Call it Lupin if you want. I'm not the cops. And they run a Metabots rewatch podcast called Metacritic. That is M-E-D-A critic and i'd also like to give a shout out to my friend sarah's podcasts which would be fear baiting where she and a friend talk about horror movies review horror movies the wonder yerks which is an animorphs reread rewatch podcast and henry kissinger is pokemon going to die not a threat just a fact the only leftism podcast as such that i currently listen to and in my opinion the best see is there anything else we want to talk about before we get back to the show uh no i think i'm good all right in that case let's get back to the show So, Ashley, this game is actually one that you recommended to me. Yes, this was the one I brought to the table. And it is a visual novel collection of sorts for phones called Lovestruck? Yes. So, why don't you give us the overview, tell us what you like about it, what drew you into it in the first place. Uh, so, this was actually a game that was recommended to me by uh, someone I follow on Twitter, uh, which uh, Frankie, which, who you can find at, at FrankieExtra. And it is a, like you said, a visual novel kind of collection. It's not just a specific one. Basically, they have, like, I think, like, eight or nine different ones that you can choose from. And then underneath that, you can also choose from... You basically, like, it's not like a dating game where you have to, like, work to get the route that you want. Yeah, you pick a route from the get. Yes. And I I think you can bounce between routes if you want. Right now, I'm just doing the one, but... Yeah. You know, if that's your style. But the way that it gives out tickets, it is, I think, a bit preferable, at least to me, to just kind of want to get a route done and then move on to the next one. I'm currently on my second. Mm-hmm. And they just have a kind of wide variety of stuff from sci-fi to supernatural romance stuff to I'm currently playing one with uh, superheroes. Nice. And it is just a kind of very ridiculous and often silly a uh, romance game where, like, the writing is good enough and it is always kind of gives you enough of a cliffhanger to make you want to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, of course, it, it's got some gay stuff in it. Yes, you can be gay in this game, thank God. Yes. The person I'm currently romancing is this very butch superhero. 
and the first time that you meet her, uh, she is labeled as breathtaking butch. Aw. Which is very good. That's cute. Uh, but yeah, like, and then I also have ro- did the romance with the, a vampire hunter who her name is Van uh, Vanessa Helsing. Because <laughs> she is the daughter, the great-great-great-granddaughter of Van Helsing. Did she, like, get rid of the Van from her surname? Because I'm... Actually, wait, wait. Was Van that guy's first name? I'm not... I'm, I'm pretty sure it was his last name. It was part of his last yeah. name. Yeah, I always figured... Okay, yeah, he was Abraham Van Helsing, and he was Dutch. So maybe she moved... Maybe the family moved to America, and they were like, fuck, we gotta, like, English it up. Yeah. You, she does also have a van that they, she does call the Van Helsing. Also, she's very into anime and does have a body pillow. Who's the body pillow of? It's of, like, their fake anime. I see. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I like it. It's cute. Yeah, I've definitely enjoyed what I've played of it so far. The system it works with is basically you start out with two tickets, and you can spend tickets to unlock segments of each route one at a time. And then uh, if every two and a half hours, you recharge a ticket up to a maximum of two. Then you can also spend money if you want to gain tickets, but that's generally, I would say, not a huge issue unless you really want to crank through a plotline for whatever reason. Then there's also hearts. Yeah, hearts is the bigger thing. But also, I, the one or two times I've like, spent hearts on something, it has never been like, oh man, this really changed my experience. Yeah, it's so hearts are used to take certain actions in the plot. Like, you might get a decision that... I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of a good fake example. They're usually more active where it's like a lot of them are like, oh, go on this date or go home with this person. Yeah. But not like in a sexy way, just like you're heading home. Right. And the thing is, they're fairly linear stories and they still progress in terms of romance and whatnot. So it's not like a huge deal or anything. Yeah, like you do make occasional like choices, but they always very quickly like bottleneck back in mm-hmm. the the stuff that you spend hearts on are, are the only big ones uh and those you don't get anything with like you, you don't really get at all uh they have like a puzzle like a random kind of pick thing at the beginning of each day and even then you only get about two or seven at the most yeah i would say Something that is maybe more notable with the hearts is that I think you can spend them on side stories and side content kind of mm-hmm. things. Uh, they Yeah, they have some side content. They did some for uh, LGBT, like for Pride Month. And then some of the like more complete stories. Because the, both the stories I've done so far are only in their second season. But like some of those stories have a definite end and then they will have a side stories of, oh, here's it from the character you're romancing's point of view or here's this thing that takes place afterwards or here's them getting married right and yeah those are probably the ones that are probably more valuable and also probably would you would just have to give in and spend money to eventually get those anything else really notable about love struck not really it's, it's got a lot of good corny jokes if you like those like i do mm-hmm it, it feels like it has a good balance of comedy 
and more higher stakes moments, at least in the one I've been playing. Yeah, you've been playing the Gorgon, right? Yes, I've been playing the one where Medusa is hot and she's like an ex-gangster and it's good <laughs> and I'm gay. Yes, with go- with the with the Gorgon. Every so often like I'm cuz I just everyone I know is just playing girls and just being gay. Every so often I just see like girls kissing guys all that and I'm like, "Wait, what? What the, the- Yeah, that's doing? that's a thing. That's a thing in this world and it's fucked up. I don't understand it. But yeah, it's it's one of the better uh dating games that I've or not or like visual novel stuff that's I've had on the phone. I'm excited. I like it. I like it a lot too and I think it's I think especially with the length of each story segment, it's a pretty great game for playing on your commute. Yes, it is definitely it's really good for the breaks I have during work cuz I can like maybe get in one or two and then just have it recharge while I'm at work. That's really all I have to say on it. All right, that is Lovestruck, it is available for free on Android and iOS. Let's get to questions, shall we? Okay. I, I believe the question prompt I had was, yeah, I want to talk about $60 game Dragon Quest instead, so ask us about crafting, collecting, sexy clowns, and the works of Akira Toriyama. Let's start off with this one from Sean, at Chum Personable on Twitter. And give me a second while I find a visual aid real quick. Anyway, that's Silvando, party member from Dragon Quest XI. And Sean asks, so like, Silvando totally has fangirls. Are they all clown fuckers, yes or yes? And, I mean, he is, canonically, a jester. So yes. they are clown fuckers. Yeah, they are 100% clown fuckers. But I will say, like... I, I get it. He, he's, a, he's a medieval clown. He's not like a white-face, big clown honky-honky. So, obviously, like, he's a jester. (laughs) Well, I mean, he does very much perform in a circus rather than, like, for a king or anything. I feel like that still counts as a clown. I did read a story about a jester who told a joke that it was apparently so funny the king died from laughing. Oh, my God. I remember reading that one, and, like, that joke, I don't remember making any sense either. Like it, it did not. I did not get how that was a joke. Yeah. It, like it just seems very much like. I guess he had to be there <laughs> in the medieval ages, dying of the plague. Yeah, hang on. I'm I'm looking up this story because, okay, yeah. So <laughs> he had also like just eaten a bunch of food, which. <laughs> Yeah, so, so King Martin of Aragon, which would later unite with Castile to form Spain, ate an entire goose. Not even cooked, just ate it. <laughs> and he was like, ugh, my stomach hurts, I shouldn't eat that whole goose. And then I guess this jester told him that he had been out of the next vineyard where I saw a young deer hanging by his tail from a tree as if someone had so punished him for stealing figs? I get... I guess, like, it hanging up by your ass in a tree. I feel like from a modern-day perspective, if somebody told me that story, I'd be like, maybe I had to be there. Because if I saw a deer like that, I would absolutely laugh my ass off. Yeah. Hearing about it, it's just like, oh, weird. What if someone showed you a meme photo of that deer? If someone showed me a meme photo of that deer and it had... 
like when you're caught stealing things bottom text on it that would be great i would be super into that now i'm just googling deer stuck in fence because that's a good google image search actually no don't google deer stuck in fence i just looked at the second picture and it's bad it's bad hang on what did you google deer stuck in fence the first picture is very cute and then the second photo is very not oh oh dear that sure is like some Resident Evil 7 shit. Aw, those ones are good, though. Yeah, that one's cute. Let's see. High-level bagel elemental at Avengifier asks us, what's the best kind of slime? So, there's two answers. Yeah. I think. Ash- Ashley, do you have an answer for this? I mean, slime girl, obviously. Yeah, okay, that's the one, because... Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. But also, Sean answered this with the King Metal Slime, and I must contend that while the King Metal Slime is the most powerful slime, aside from, like, the King Jewel Slimes or whatever, it is not the best slime, which I'm about to link you, Ashley. I would probably, like, I know nothing about Dragon Quest, but I would probably just say Basic Slime. It was a pretty good. Mm, I don't know. You might change your tune once you see this. <gasps> That's three of them, though. It's three of them in a stack. And the one in the middle is just a little bit squished. A little squishy. Slime stacks are not in Dragon Quest XI, and that's the only bad thing about it so far. Bring them back, Toriyama. You gave us something so good, you can't take it away from us. I'm seeing what appears to be a slime stack OC, and I'm not sure. It's probably wholesome. That's probably fine. Let's let's say wholesome. So Laris, at FlowerCuco on Tumblr... Sorry, well... I think Flower Cuco on Tumblr and Twitter, so it's fine. But this question was on Twitter. First off, they ask us, how many Gokus is too many Gokus? And I think we have received that answer via Dragon Ball Fighters, which is no such thing. There's so many Gokus in that. You know they're just going to add more. They're not done with the Gokus, I guarantee you. Me and my friend recently, like... I think you can do a whole team of different Gokus against a whole team of different Gokus. Oh, yeah. So, hang on. They might be using a slightly flexible definition of Gokus there. So, there, there's Goku, Super Saiyan... There's, like, Super Saiyan Goku, There's Super Saiyan Goku, regular Goku. There is regular Goku now, so I think that's... I think there's three Gokus there. There is Gogeta. Yeah. There's Bardock, who's Goku's dad, but I, who I think people count as a Goku. Because he looks exactly like Goku. Right. And then there's, you know, the evil Goku and the evil Goku fusion. Yeah, Goku Black. Yeah. Did we already say Goku Black? I'm losing track of these there's Gokus. There's so many Gokus. It's too many. You know what? Actually, yeah, there's too many Gokus and it is five to six. Yes. Because that's at the that's the point at which it becomes hard to keep track of all the Gokus. But can't have a woman. <sighs> Listen. I mean, they've, they've s- got an- the android, but... <laughs> They got they got they got Android 18. They got Android 21. But where's my fucking girl launch? Oh, I love launch so much. Still, one of the funniest things in Dragon Ball Z history is the fact that he he just he, forgot. He just forgot about launch. He just forgot about the best character in the entire damn series. Ugh. <laughs> okay, she's very sweet until so she sneezes and then she shoots you. That's just such a good character. It's good. She's good. I respect Toriyama a lot as an artist. He's done some fantastic monster designs in his time. How did he not just make 
fucking launched like half Super Saiyan or something. It's right there. Yeah. Her hair turns yellow. Yeah. Ah, uh, it's. He also is very good at designing machines. This is true. Robo looks good as fuck. I love Robo. When, like when he draws a like Modus looks the best. Dan Silva at Mike underscore Dawson with a zero asks us on Twitter, best outfit in the Dragon Ball canon? And I feel like there's only two contenders here, really. Like, are you a bad man or are you a post boy? I definitely want a post boy shirt. See, I definitely want a bad man shirt. Yes, yeah, so I feel like we are split down the middle. We are like the two, we are the duality of humankind. I will say, hang on. So this is not really the outfit itself, but it looks really good on the person wearing it. Baseball Yamcha is a look. Baseball Yamcha is a look. I think people underestimate Yamcha's look abilities. Yamcha put all his points in charisma. And yeah, that does not work out for him. <laughs> he tries to respect his character, but just all his points get taken away and nothing gets put back in. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, reset at level one. Until, like, Super, where he gets good again. This is the part of Super. It's really good, where, like, they have to get together, like, all, like, you know, like, fighters from this universe. And Yamcha's like, well, he needs, like, 11 or something. I gotta be one of them. <laughs> and he's just sitting at home in, like, full outfit. He's like, well, just gotta wait for Goku to show up. So fucking good. And they choose Frieza over him. They go to hell and get like one of someone who blew up one of their planets over Yamcha. I mean, in fairness, like can Yamcha blow up a planet? No, like it's a totally. He is definitely more powerful than Yamcha. It's just so funny to me. I have not seen Super, so I don't know if this joke was in it, but it would be very good if at the end of, like, the Universal Tournament arc and Jiren's defeat and everything, just cut back to Yamcha still at his house, like, waiting for a phone call or something. Yeah, that'd be great. There is the joke where in the baseball episode with Yamcha, it ends with, because uh, like, it's all the super-powered people playing baseball with him. He's like, please, no. It ends with him being thrown into a crater and he does the exact pose that he does when he dies yeah i still think the best thing in the world is that he can make nappa do that pose in fighters yes i think maybe two more questions and then let's wrap it up all right so let's see k miralath at mike loves rabbit asks us what's your favorite crafting system in a game i don't know if you heard of this game it's kind of indie but uh minecraft <laughs> minecraft can you... I, I'm not familiar. Could you describe it to me? Well, it's like... Uh, you got a little... You make a little pickaxe by, like, putting them in a bunch of squares because everything's squares. Oh, so it's kind of like... It's kind of like Stellaris or Terraria? Yeah. If it's like it's Stellaris and Terraria, but also some Fortnite in there. Oh, there's some Fortnite in there. Yeah. So, like, there's combat and you can build structures and you can turn yeah. into Thanos? Yeah, you, you can turn into Thanos. Can you dab? Uh, you know what? It's been a bit, like, I haven't played the latest update, but uh, you may. You may be able to. Actually, no, Notch made it, right? So you can only do traditional Swedish dances from the 17th century. Yes. Well, I've had, I've heard people talk, like, man, it's really weird that, like, Microsoft bought Minecraft and then made, like, several things that were, like, bad business choices by letting it be on all these different systems still and... 
It's almost like they knew that eventually no one would want to fucking associate with Notch. Yeah. I have that uh, documentary that got made about Minecraft. It's a very good documentary. It's made by the people who did the um, Double Fine documentary about uh, their Kickstarter. But it is kind of hard to watch that now and, like, root for him. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what's good. For one thing, the crafting system in Dragon Quest Eleven is really good. It's this whole little minigame that is very fun and cool. But also, like, Dead Rising 2, though. Yeah, that had a pretty good one. It's just... It's good that you can have a weapon that's just like, what if I shoved a bunch of fireworks in a dinosaur head? That'd yeah. work. And it does. What What if I strapped javelins to this motorcycle? Fuck yeah. Woo. What I'd really love to see someday is a game like Dead Rising 2, but with a more freeform crafting system. So you can be like, what happens if I hook up a car battery to this baseball bat? Well, nothing much, because it's wooden. It's not going to conduct well. This aluminum baseball bat. Yeah, it teaches you things. Yeah, it's edutainment is what it is. Yes. I, let's see, I think there was one more I wanted to get to. Yeah, uh, so Jasmine Marsh at Pidman asks us, how much stock do you put into being a completionist on RPGs? The thing is, it depends on the size of the RPG, but, like, most of them you kind of can't feasibly, you know? Yeah. Like, unless you want to be on that one game for, like, months, which, when you're a kid, that actually holds a lot of appeal, because you don't have money, so you're... Games library is basically whatever you can conjole your parents into buying for you. But when I'm, you know, as an adult, I'm like, man, I don't want to, like, keep killing a thousand golems until one of them gives me the one out of 128 drop I need to make the ultimate sword or whatever. I'm good. So that's where I'm at. Uh, there are definitely areas of the game where I like to be more completionist than others. Like, I like to fill out bestiaries and whatnot, but I'm never going to, like... It'd be like a hundred percent, a hundred percent on most games, if that makes sense. I definitely like there are, especially action games are the ones I definitely like do every little thing in. Like I've been playing a uh, Spider-Man, and it has so many little side things you can do, and I I love doing all of them. Molly says it's because I got broken by the Mad Max video game, which I played a lot of, which is probably true. All right, I believe that is going to be the end of the show. Thank you all very much for listening. Like I said before, if you want to support us, get on over to patreon.com slash GNRR and pledge. Alternatively, buy Mind's Axe Music or commission us there at nltm.bandcamp.com and nltm underscore on Twitter. I'm at MaxiSatan on Twitter. I'm at MaxiSatanOfficial on Tumblr.com, and I post music to PastelHandGrenade.Bandcamp.com. Currently working on an album, finishing up the instrumentals for that, and hoping to record vocals soon. Aiming to get it out by, like, late fall, early winter of this year, but we'll see. And, Ashley, you are at Yuri Librarian on both Tumblr and Twitter, correct? Yeah, with an underscore on Twitter and a dash on Tumblr. If you like the show but can't support us right now or just don't feel like spending that money on Patreon, that's fine. Feel free to spread the word, give us a like on Google Play, rate us on iTunes. Is there anything like that for podcatcher apps? I haven't really noticed. Not, not that I've like seen. That. Well, what you can do regardless is, 
like I said, word of mouth. Tell your friends if they're interested in hearing about games that they can play that are cheap and also hearing me and my friends just say fucking stupid shit for an hour and ten minutes. Do we just shout shit into mics? That's all you can do. Yeah, just that's all anyone can do in these trying times, really. I want to give a quick shout out to a $15 donor of ours, Vale, and a $10 donor of ours, Evan! I believe Evan is at Heavenly Evan, but without vowels in Heavenly, so that is H-V-N-L-Y Evan on Twitter. And I'm actually not sure where to find Vale on social media. So Vale, if you're listening and you want us to tell people where to find you on social media, let me know. And I believe that's about everything I wanted to hit, so... Ashley, do you want to take us out? Oh, I, I, you said take us out, and I immediately like went into like, okay, it's time to say keep buying. <laughs> uh, until next time. Yeah, yeah. Keep buying. <laughs>